Welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast. And welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast, where our goal is not only to help you land your dream job, but to help you live your best life. I am Chris Villanueva, the host of Let's Eat Grandma, the world's best resume writing service as seen on the Balanced Careers. Today, as in 1 12 23, we have brought an amazing episode for you. We're going to cover the top three mistakes job seekers are making today. And listen, I know there's a lot of stuff out there posted online like, oh gosh, you have to have your resume get past the ATS. You have to get clarity in your career. Mistakes left and right that people are posting online about, but I'm going to get down and dirty and give you what I think are going to be the top three with the help of my friend, Dr. Benjamin Ritter. Dr. Ben Ritter is a leadership and empowerment coach with an incredible amount of speaking experience under his belt, including a TEDx talk on finding purpose at work. He's a national speaker, podcaster, author, consultant, mentor, teacher, and he's passionate about guiding others in finding, creating, and sustaining a career that they love. I told Ben I wanted to have a lot of fun in this episode, so here we are in Austin, Texas, downtown, in person doing this episode, and we're going to have a lot of fun during this episode here. Before I launch into it, I humbly ask you to look at the description of this podcast episode. And what I've done is I've included both the LinkedIn URLs of Dr. Ben Ritter and myself. And go ahead and hop on over to LinkedIn and send us both a connection request, letting us know that you're a subscriber who is listening to this episode. And I would love to connect with you. I always say yes to my fellow career warriors. So without further ado, this is episode 284 of the Career Warrior Podcast. Ben, welcome to the show. I am happy to be here. And if anyone is connected with me on LinkedIn, please tell me a joke, maybe, or a riddle. Mm. Like, let's have some fun with it. But promise there's going to be a nice little gift if you do do that. So (laughs) I have a little... Little secret surprise for anyone that does connect and send me a riddle. I like the idea. It's definitely the most unconventional LinkedIn personalized request I can imagine is throwing a riddle or a joke in there. But we he's explicitly asking for it, so please do. And bonus points if you use chat GBT to create that riddle. We're gonna talk about that for a a second during this episode, but yes, AI is the robots are here to take over and we don't want to scare you all. But chat GBT, that's a great idea, Ben. And Before we launch into three mistakes job seekers are making today, I thought I'd have a fun opener with you since we are doing this live. You have this great career coaching business. I wanted to ask you, what is your favorite part about working with your career coaching clients? Or actually better yet, a better question is, what is your client's favorite part about working with you? The gifts, all all the free gifts that I send. Gifts? Like GIF? No, like gifts, like lotto tickets, new cars, (laughs) vacations. No. Cigarettes. <laughs> uh, no, not real cigarettes. Those bubblegum cigarettes. I'd say probably my client's favorite thing about working with me, honestly, was one time I got, man, you give the best surprise gifts. I'm actually being pretty serious. This is serious. Yeah, and not new cars, but I had a client that we worked together to get a TEDx talk for him. And so I sent him a, a red dot carpet, which is what they'd have to stand on during mm-hmm. the TEDx talk. Another piece is also... Just the fact that I don't judge. And I mean, it's very rare to find someone that's willing to have a conversation with you that wants the best for you, that also isn't going to judge you for what you think and what you feel and what you do. 
And when it comes to getting clarity in your career and taking action towards that career that is going to be fulfilling for you ultimately, you might say some things that don't really jive. You might do right. some things that aren't really aligned. And it's good to have someone that's always, no matter what, going to help you find the solution to where you're at. That makes sense. I was talking with a mentor of mine who owns a resume writing company, funny enough, and he has owned it for decades. And one thing that he said surprised me in a way He's like a lot of the things that I hear as a resume writer are things that like my clients can't tell their coworkers. They can't talk to their boss about, obviously, because they're working the job they want to get out of, for instance. And sometimes they have a hard time telling like close family members or you know, spouses. So like, we're the people I think that are given a lot of trust, especially as a career coach, because you get more of like the personal stuff and helping people to find their way, for instance, but like a lot of trust in you to take their information and like give them valuable advice. Correct. It has to be a trusted relationship. There's no question. Even during our sales calls, I'll say, just so you know, anything you share with me is stays between us. No one knows we're having this call. No one knows what we're going, you know, what we're talking about, what you're going to say. And that level of safety, you can create that and actually follow up and follow through and create even greater trust through how you treat them and how you respond and how you manage the relationship. It's absolutely priceless, which is why also the clients that I work with tend to continue working with me for a while because it's invaluable when you can find that. And if anyone's listening, you don't just have to find that in a coach. You can find that in a friend, right? If you have certain values that you're assessing them for and you have those expectations for certain relationships. Mm. So top three mistakes job seekers are making today and you texted me these earlier, but let's hear number one. What's one of the top mistakes that job seekers are currently making here today? It's January 2023, but I want to hear it. Yeah, not in any particular order. So just in general. No order. Top three things. Let's say the first one, and I get this a lot almost as an objection to starting a program. Even honestly with clients that invest in a program. Oh, I can't do that until... So it's waiting for the right time. Waiting for the right time. Mm -hmm. You may even see these people get their resumes redone and they haven't done anything with it. They're too nervous and afraid of something happening in their life or what might happen. But when you really start talking to them, they're like, yeah, it's been the past two years and it's very much an excuse. Have you heard that before? We get it with people who just procrastinate like wanting to give us like have the phone consultation or like submit you know materials because like oh i need to get something in order but like i'm going to sympathize with them for a second i believe everything you're saying and i know that's a top three mistake but don't you see the need for some people to get their ducks in a row rather than just start going for it or are ducks. you saying people need to start what, what ducks what, what ducks are we talking about before I start applying for jobs, for instance, don't I want to know what types of jobs I want to apply for, or at least have a good looking resume? I think the waiting for the right time that I'm really referring to is trying to get the next job and mm. knowing that they're already stuck or waiting to figure out what their career might be, but instead they're just staying and doing the same thing. So they're putting no effort into 
actually trying to move forwards and making progress. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I would agree with you there in terms of it's, you don't want to jump into the next job if you're not sure what job you want to actually have, but why not apply for some jobs? Yeah. Why not yeah. start talking to people and tell them that you're looking? Yeah. You know, that are outside your current company. Yeah. I side with you and like, I love playing like the other side of the coin just to like, to flesh it out a little bit more, but I am a recovering and I put this down. I'm a recovering perfectionist. So for me, this is a refreshing one for me to see because I was that person in a sense. I still do wait to move things forward when I know I should, but sometimes just getting some sort of momentum, I would totally agree is like the best thing you could do. You can always retweak things. And like, if you're, for instance, applying to like the wrong kinds of jobs, like maybe you'll learn something from just at least getting started that you can move on to. And interviewing, you know, learn something from interviewing or reaching yeah. out on LinkedIn to start having conversations. You'll learn something from those conversations, mm -hmm. looking at your resume <clears throat> and trying to build that and put together your previous experiences. You learn that you're really bad at creating a resume and need to hire let's see grandma to help you. Like it's mm -hmm. <laughs> when I say waiting for the right time, it's I have to wait until this quarter's done. I have to wait till this project's done. Makes I have sense. to wait until we move into this house. I have the to timing wait until has I to get be perfect. Married. There is never going to be a perfect time. I haven't been at this job long enough. You know, it's the only thing that I would ever say that is something to wait for is probably a payout from an equity, you know, or a bonus or something like that, because that's the financial concern. It doesn't mean that you can't get all your materials ready. It doesn't mean that you can't start having conversations. It doesn't mean you can't interview and get a job because you can push that off for six months in terms yeah. of your start date. So actually, I take that back. You can always start now. <laughs> I like it. I like it. What are, I mean, you mentioned some like towards the beginning of this, but like what are just some excuses people will give themselves to like not start? Like I like the like wait till the quarter. Sometimes people like to match things up with a calendar, but why else will people essentially procrastinate taking the next step forward in the job search? Let's go one and one. So I'll say one, then you say one, then I'll say one. Okay. And we'll see who can keep going. I, I mean, I can give the resume side, but I would okay. be well, curious we'll to hear just, what you can say. We'll just toss them out. There's no right or wrong answer. Okay. Mm -hmm. So um, we're looking to buy a house. Okay. I'll hammer it home with, again, I want to change careers, but I don't know what that is. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're going to have a baby. Okay. I would say I don't have time to do this right now. I have a lot going on, a lot on my plate with my job. I'm just really, oh, I like that. I was going to say I'm really tired. That goes along with it. Ah, okay. I'm going to, any, yeah. anything concerning something of a, of a larger purchase. I know I'm kind of playing off of the house, but I was going to say yeah. like, I'm going to buy a new car or I'm going to go on yeah. vacation or so I'm just going to just use that one. But when she's often are those, cause I hear those hesitations when I'm speaking with prospective clients, like, are so is that with people who are looking to engage with a provider like us, like a career coach or why would somebody, they're not ready to look for a new position because they have a large expenditure. So they're worried about their finances. Okay. Concern. So what's the theme here? What are we telling people? Wait, there's more though. There's more. <laughs> I just had a beer and I'm kind of, this, I'm kind of tipsy right now. I can't well, talk. <laughs> that's what, just, they, that's what they would say. I'll say a couple. So this isn't going to work for me. I need to get this certification first. I was working with someone Yeah. literally had a shoe in at Amazon and dream job, Amazon. We're working together. We're going to go get it. We networked, we put everything together. And the, the excuse was, and I say as an excuse because we worked through it. Oh, I need to go study AWS. Oh, I need to go get certified. Mm. Why? I've heard that one too. Who told you that? Yeah. A lot of the concern, like I'll play back to, is like people are looking at these job postings and they're seeing like these requirements that are being posted. Like you need 
this certification, that certification, this much experience. And so I think that's often stop reading job descriptions. Okay. Right? Just stop reading job. You can read the title of the role and how much money they want to pay you apply for the, for the job after that. Okay. Make sure your resume aligns with it. So go work with the resume writer and make sure your LinkedIn aligns with it. Again, work with Let's Eat Grandma. And I'm sorry, I just have to keep saying it because you guys are awesome. <laughs> but yeah, don't read it because the only thing that's going to happen is you're going to get discouraged. Like get excited about the title, get excited about the industry, get excited about the salary, and then go learn about the job in an interview. I mean, you're applying for a job too is such a minimal success rate in terms of the job application process. Apply and then go look at people that work at the company and set up some connection calls. I feel like we're just getting heated up here. <laughs> this is good. So what will you tell before we move on to top mistake number two? What are you going to tell these people who are just waiting for the perfect time? Whatever great excuse. And we've listed out a bunch of them right now that are all pretty good excuses. What would you tell those people today? Wait, we're moving into number two? Before right, we move into number, number two. Oh, so like last piece of advice for number one. Mm -hmm. Do we have the time for it? Do we got time? I think we have we started yet. Are we still are we recording? We, we just, yeah, we hit record. Okay, wait. So we're already going. <laughs> we you, going? Mean, you mean we've taken action? <laughs> we've we hit we hit action, Ben. Okay, so I guess I would say to take action. Yeah, I like it, listeners. You heard it from us. You don't need permission from us, but maybe you need the kick in the pants. Take action today. Stop making excuses. It's a top mistake. And Ben has worked with a lot of clients. We've worked with a lot of clients. We've heard this as a top mistake. And it really is tough for people. So move forward. It's time. And the time is right now. Stop procrastinating. All right, Ben, what's the second mistake that job seekers are making these days? The second biggest mistake? Well, it kind of feeds from the first one because I've, I've heard this pretty often. Tried before and it didn't work. I'm just, I'm not ready. It was too defeating. Failure was too much of a weight. It was too stressful. Number two, I guess, no, A, B. So, because it's not in any order, mistake. Not in order. Not in order, disclaimer, is getting discouraged. Mm. Is allowing your success, quote unquote, which means maybe getting a job that is fulfilling, dictate your level of investment in the energy and in toward, like, towards that goal. Okay. So... Being discouraged, this is one I can really relate to. Might have to get personal with a few stories here and there, but I can speak to firsthand how how much that can slow down your progress, especially when you really want something and you're being ambitious, or even if it's on the subconscious level, you may not feel like you want something, but you do. But why are people getting discouraged? I really want to get down to the root of this. Like you said that the people aren't moving forward for whatever reason and they just don't want to spend the time but like why are people getting discouraged specifically job seekers it's a few different reasons but mainly because our expectations of the job search are pretty off okay as well as our reflection of success is on getting a goal instead of actually the steps towards or getting a job towards that towards the job itself so for example you know working with a client and we we're talking about networking and it was something really new for them. All they had to do was send out some connection requests on LinkedIn. And we were reviewing their progress from the week. It worked. It's really great. And then the next week they said it didn't work. It wasn't great. Yeah. And the first week it was like, okay, how many connection requests did he send out? Five. Two responded. Okay, next week. Yeah. <laughs> Ten. Only one responded. I see, I get it. Like 
I get why, but like when you say it out loud, it sounds so ridiculous because like, how can you possibly get the results if you're not putting in, like, if that's the kind of volume that you're dealing with as a job seeker? I have almost 30,000 connections on LinkedIn. And by the way, LinkedIn over the past couple of years instituted a limit on the amount of connections you could send. They did not always have that, which is why I ended up getting as high as I did. What's the limit right now for to connect? I just don't even know the answer to this. I'm nowhere near it's that. about 100 or 150 actions a week. I think it's about 100 connections. And so you can max out pretty quickly. Don't quote me on this. There's no like cap. It's just how much you can send out per like time period. And then it's like, hey, well, you can have a total of 30,000 connections, but unlimited amount of followers. Okay. Was it 30,000 connections? I think it's 30,000 connections. Again, don't quote me on this. I'm a LinkedIn branding expert, not a LinkedIn numbers expert. Mm. But I only got to that number because I would spend hours and hours a day connecting with people because I needed to get people to take my survey for my dissertation. And now I do it for business, right? For outreach. And just, it's so disappointing when I think about it. It doesn't matter how many people say yes, or it doesn't matter how many people say no. It matters that you take the action to reach out to them. And eventually you're going to find the people that matter. And the same thing with applying for a job. It doesn't matter how many jobs you apply for. You're only looking for one. Yeah. What's the success rate for blanket applying for jobs and like a job board with an optimized resume, cover letter and such? It depends. I would say it probably depends on how you apply. But I've seen figures to where it's like just a general blanket approach to like 2%. Just it's very low. But I've also seen higher figures when it's like, you know, the person, it's like a warm introduction. So you'll, you'll have like informational interview requests, like at higher figures Some people tout like over 50%. But I think that's, that might be high in some cases, but super low. Yeah. Yeah. And I get it how it can become discouraging, but the only guaranteed way of not achieving your next job is to not do anything towards it, right? Is to stop. And also if you go into interviews discouraged and negative because I don't know if you've heard these stories, but the recruiter ghosted me or I spent six interviews in this company and they won't even tell me like why I didn't get the job. People have these experiences and it can be very easy to get angry, very easy to blame people, to think the process is broken in some way. But man, if you give in, then you for sure lost. Yeah. One thing that I would echo that you said, maybe you can offer some more elaboration on this is like, you're applying to a bunch of jobs and it almost like doesn't matter how many rejections you got because you only need one job at the end of the day. And like me on the other hand, it's like, I need clients like for my business to survive and thrive. It's like, I need a certain amount of volume. So it's like, you know, marketing sales kind of stuff like that. But for jobs, I know it's different, but it's like, you just need one at the end of the day. So it's like your rate almost doesn't matter in terms of rejections. It's just like getting there at the very end of the day. Well, you know, in terms of clients, the number of outreach messages or views on your site that you need to close somebody, you can do the same thing for applications. You can figure out the number of of applications you need to send out to get an interview. Yeah. And so now instead of, uh, oh, they've all said no, you now know how many applications you send out. You're counting the no's to get to the yes. If one more person, when I ask how the job search is going, goes, all I'm getting are these rejection emails. And it's like, you know, at least they emailed me to tell me no. It's like, (laughs) I'm covering my face because... And a rejection email is like picking up a flyer off a street corner. 
it's meaningless. Yes. Okay. It, and it's an automated system. Some companies have them. Some companies don't. Who gives it about them? You know. Yeah. Focus instead. Okay, I'm gonna pause. Well, for no, a let me yeah. let me let me empathize with the jobs. I try to do this in this podcast so much possible, but I'm just being angry today. No, I'm 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 angry too, man. We'll be angry together. We're got this beautiful view here in Austin, Texas. I wish all you listeners. I'm not really angry. Bring it. My voice. <laughs> I, I was, and this is going to make sense because I hear this comparison all the time, but dating. So I was on a dating app a few years ago, swiping constantly. And I will tell you that just the non-responses you get, especially as a male, because it can be really tough sometimes, but like the constant non-responses, even when you put out like your best face sometimes, it can be discouraging. So you're feeling like, what the heck is like wrong? And so it's like not on a conscious level, but like I start to slow down. It's like, ah, I'm going to waste my time with this crap. You know, I, I have so many other things to do right now, or maybe I'll wait for the perfect time going back to your first mm-hmm. mistake that people are making. But like, I get it from that point to where it's just like, bro, I'm wasting so much time just like putting in the effort here and it's discouraging. So you, whether on purpose or not, do start to slow down. So like, how do I flip it around and then pick up momentum because it actually does have a positive story because I did meet my current future almost spouse on a dating app. So I kept going people just so you know, for the record as we're, we're doing this, but it was discouraging at like so many points. And like, it was very like much of like me slowing down and like, it took like a long time. So like, how do you give the kick in the pants to people listening right now who are applying for jobs, getting the rejections and you know, they're not building any momentum. So what caused you not to give up on the dating app? Just desire. <laughs> Strong desire. Strong desire. Okay. <laughs> what, did you make any changes as you were using it and not getting the results you wanted? Yeah, I would say it was like getting some freaking good pictures where I didn't look like crap. Some photos. And that helped. Yeah. I maybe, know it did. Maybe a bio line. Maybe changing the messages that you used. Maybe reducing the amount of time that you spent on the app and instead asking for a meetup or a phone call right away, maybe portioning off the time that you're spending on the app to certain parts of the day where you weren't really doing anything and could just kind of like do it kind of mindlessly because you just kept swiping until <clears> maybe <throat> someone said yes and then you invested the energy. There are adjustments that we make, especially in dating. We forget that we can make those same adjustments in our career and you kept going because you really wanted it. You committed to it. You might have adjusted how much time you invested and energy you invested to make sure that you could stay positive and motivated because the worst thing you could do is have someone accept and be like, why didn't anyone else respond to me? <laughs> I hate you and all women. Like, Because people do that. They, they get discouraged during the yeah. job search and they're like, you know, I'm going to go in these interviews and, you know, I'm not even going to care. And it's like because you're yeah, so burnt. The attitude comes off like yeah. you can tell. And so with the job search, getting technical for a second, okay, you know you have about a 2% success rate So, and just applying to jobs. So not all of your energy and time should be spent applying to jobs on the job board. Now, if 100% of your applications are coming back with no interviews, then your stuff's wrong. Go get it fixed. Go hire someone that professionally to fix it. When I say your stuff, your cover letter, your resume, your LinkedIn profile. Now, only 40% of new hires come from job boards. By the way, 2% success rate. So do that math there for a second. I can't do it. Maybe you can. 60% to about 70% comes Mm -hmm. from actually recruiters, warm introductions, cold outreach. Basically, informational interviews are someone's like, you know, we could use you. And so other percentage of your time should be spent going with the data and having those informational interviews like you mentioned 
and yeah. talking to your network. And so yes. like, let's just play the numbers and see it as I have a goal. I'm going to work towards that goal. I'm going to do things that I'm gonna, I think are going to work. And if they stop working, I'm going to do something else instead of, oh, woe is me. I'm a victim. Yeah. I can't get a job. I'm not good enough. I promise you, you're good enough. If you keep going, you'll get a job. And if yeah. it's not working, you can hire someone to help you get that job. Yeah. It's like hope. Yeah. And the jobs are just so important. And going back to it, what I will, okay, good word. That just, that triggered something in me. Because <laughs> it's part of our, something we really care about. Like, let's see, grandma's like hope, like driving the job search forward. But like what gave me hope in order to want to keep moving forward is like doing those re-strategizing things because I was like, oh my gosh, well, well, shit, my pictures are a lot better now. So therefore it gives me hope because I know that I'll probably improve my odds or I'm going to switch up the strategy because what I was doing before was, is a trash strategy. So I think that makes a lot of sense is finding hope within switching things up if you're not getting the results and just keep moving forward. It's going to work out, but I have to figure out how that is going to work out. It's like this optimistic realism where I believe in myself and I believe in the process because people get new jobs, but I also understand the percentage of, of how this works. And the payoff is unreal. I mean, you're getting married. Like, Another individual, when they get their new job, that could be where they spend the rest of their yeah. career. That could be the key to financial security and wealth. That could be the key to them meeting their future you know, partner. Yeah. Because a large percentage of relationships tend to happen in the workplace or yeah. in close proximity of the workplace. Or it's like, oh my gosh, I have a company that respects me more and I actually am able to live the lifestyle I want. I know a lot of people are really, it's still a thing. We're in 2023, but like pushing to work remote, I know like it's huge concern in a lot of people's minds. And so it's like, you can't get that dream job, that dream lifestyle. It's just like, you got to keep pushing through. So last, as we round out this tip before moving on to the third and final tip, drive it home. What would you tell me if I'm feeling like crap and maybe subconsciously or consciously I've slowed down my job search and I don't want to put more time into this? I feel like I've been driving a lot lately. So I'm going to give you the wheel here for a second. Ben, I asked you here, who's interviewing who? You know uh, what I'm saying? Yeah, true. We're just kind of <laughs> diving. Okay, listen up, everybody. The only person that's going to believe in yourself throughout this job search the entire time, or at least the person that can believe in yourself the most, that can help motivate you and support you throughout this process, it's not a coach. It's not your family or your friends. It is yourself. And... If you don't believe in yourself, the person across the table from you or across the Zoom screen during an interview for sure isn't. So if you really want the payoff of a new yeah. job, if you really want that payoff, then you got to believe that it can happen. Yeah. And, and just don't slow down. Keep up the momentum even when you feel like you're not getting any sort of interviews or you just got ghosted. I know it's like easier said than done. Like a lot of people, it's hard to physically do, but like you just got to keep going. And even if it's like a little thing you're doing to keep moving forward, just keep going. I love how it's like take action and keep going. So this third tip better have some <laughs> substance. Sometimes people need to hear like the voice. It's like we can post this crap on LinkedIn and then people would see it and they'd be like, ah, well, that's, you know, I've heard that before a million times. But like, I think to actually hear us, like our audio and like our voices, I think Hopefully somebody needed to hear that message and it's like, dang, like I need to yeah. keep going. There's a reason why these, these came up for me. I lead a lot of 
free workshops online. And so if you ever want to attend an event, come check them out. They're a lot of fun. One of the main things that people say after they attend it is, I needed that. I have not been seeing my career as something that is an opportunity, as something that is a positive chapter in my life. Mm -hmm. I have become really discouraged with the experiences I've had at other employers and other jobs. I think work is tedious and negative and terrible. And that doesn't have to be the case. And so the reason why you know, these two tips are to drive you forwards to believe that you can actually have a career that is fulfilling and empowering. And it's out there. If you're not there right now, you can't even think about fixing where you're at. You're ready for the next step. Got to go after it. And you got to keep going because it is possible. I'm telling you that it is. There are people that you probably know where it is. And I think I have a partner in crime right here that will also say that it, that it is. Ben, let's hear number three in our list today, the year 2023. What is mistake number three that job seekers are making today? Can I get you to share this one? Can I? Uh, no. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're okay, right. It's my okay. turn now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my turn. Let me give you a break here. Ignoring LinkedIn. Cut to the chase. People are ignoring LinkedIn. And it's something we've preached on this podcast for years now. We're like, oh, LinkedIn's up and coming. Well, it's not stopping anytime soon. Seen the stats as of November 2022, LinkedIn has had 875 plus million members with 58 million companies listed. The numbers are insane and they keep growing higher. It's no wonder why recruiters are finding people on LinkedIn. And just for the record, we're never not an affiliate for LinkedIn. I've been saying that name a million times and we don't get paid to say this, but like their growth in revenue and their growth as a company is insane. So it's something that people should pay attention to. And I can't tell you how many times that I've been told, and maybe you've heard a similar thing, but I don't even have a LinkedIn profile right now where I just put my picture up in a few things, or I haven't updated or touched my LinkedIn in such a long time. So have you seen a similar thing? Are people, I mean, obviously you gave me this one to put on the list here, but I have rarely worked with a client that had a geared up and ready to go LinkedIn profile. Right. And was using it. Right. And even after I work with a client and their LinkedIn profile is optimized and they're getting reached out to from recruiters and people are messaging them, they still have such a hard time using it as an engagement tool. And so the people that can do both it's just a game changer. Like it is seriously, it can connect you to anyone. It is the best way to present your professional brand to the world so that people can find you. It's like your own website, it's your own billboard. And if you put it together correctly, people literally that have no idea who you are, that are looking for someone yeah. with your skills can find you Yeah, for free. Yep like two sides of the coin, which is I'm not actively engaging with LinkedIn. And the second side is my profile may not be up to par. But before we get into there, like I already hear the questions and the devil's advocates and all that kind of stuff out there. But like my industry doesn't use LinkedIn or maybe the last time I didn't need LinkedIn to find a job or I'm not going to have any time to use that or I don't want to use that. Like, what do you tell these people who aren't convinced or let's say just LinkedIn isn't necessarily a tool that they think would help them specifically. Are we giving this blanket advice like everyone needs to be on LinkedIn? We can take those one by one, but I mean, I could probably name a few that are less active. Let's just throw and... one out there. Let's have some fun. So I'm going to disagree with you. 
I'm already, <laughs> I'm my, already preparing my argument. My father is an OBGYN specialized doctor. Awesome. So why, like, I feel like they're hiring. I mean, I could be. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Are you, like, are, you how, are, you, are you ready? The med, like a lot of these medical okay. specialized fields. I'm ready to guess. Go. I'll give okay. that one. Okay. Specialized medical fields. There are clinicians on LinkedIn, trust me, because I use them to do my dissertation. But more importantly, this is where the, the maybe you didn't, maybe people aren't thinking about this comes from. The CEOs of hospitals are on LinkedIn. Podcasters in the healthcare industry are on LinkedIn. Your target client is on LinkedIn. Insurance providers are on LinkedIn. But, but the doctor like, itself isn't necessarily on LinkedIn. Well, they are actually. But okay. the important people that you need to connect with are on LinkedIn. That seems a pretty great tool to me. Because if I'm now an OBGYN and I'm looking for a new hospital to potentially work at, or looking to interview the executive team, or looking to reach out to some boards to in the hire like an administrative, like all the people that make the office work, like LinkedIn too. Who do you think? I mean, the in a hospital administration team, you have chief medical officer mm-hmm. is in charge of bringing in all the clinicians and the physicians, yeah. or at least over the oversight around them. Your the boards that you might want to sit on as a clinician are on LinkedIn. Again, the customers even so. If you're building a practice, at least have a profile, have a presence. And if you want to have a brand, I mean, then you can post videos, you can share content and articles and research. So that's just in the, cl- that's in the clinical space. You gave me an easy one. So Okay. Uh, well, here's another one that I got before. That's a good answer. Actually, I side with you completely. I kind of was, I actually was being honest with that one. Like I couldn't really see, but now prove me wrong there. Thank you. The one that I've gotten before, though, is like LinkedIn is just not for me. And I do get this like, you know, granted, somebody listening to this podcast episode might be a little bit more tech savvy, but the people who aren't tech savvy, who want nothing to do with a new social media channel, because it is social media, like, what do you tell those people who are averse to creating a new account or engaging with that account? We were talking about this earlier. I don't want to get on TikTok. TikTok is a great place to find clients. If you're willing to use it. So if someone's like, I don't really like technology, then if you have to use technology at your job, it's very scary for you to say. So that's one thing. But the other one is you're missing out on the number one way of networking today to be able to access the 60% of the hidden job market. Yeah. So I'd say, great. You don't want to do LinkedIn? Sure. People don't go door to door anymore. And so how else are you going to access people? You might be able to do email, but email also is, is doesn't, can't put a face to an email, don't right. have a profile on an email. Right. So it's just, you're just missing out. And I, I think LinkedIn's a better example than even, I think TikTok can be substituted. I know people would decry this, but like, I mean, they have other things like Instagram Reels. I know Instagram Reels isn't as good. I get it. I YouTube. Sh- same. No, they're different. And the quality of content, I think, is better on TikTok. And same with like YouTube Shorts, like really good content, but I think it's, it's just different. But anyway, you're, you're making me argue against my own point here. What I'm saying is that it's hard to compete with LinkedIn. There is no substitute. Like what other business networking website out there is competing with LinkedIn right now that's grown to where it is today and will continue to grow to where it is today. So yeah. I think that's virtual. Right. Or you can probably join like organizations, you know, like yeah. a SHRM or an ATD if you're in the like, human resources space. But even those individuals, like at least in my experience, are very active on LinkedIn. And I've been able to build stronger relationships through LinkedIn than through using you know that website itself. Right. So two sides of the coin. I told 
listeners I would get to is my profile itself. So let's just get that one. I would love to riff on you with that one. But the profile itself, what can I do to make sure I'm not ignoring LinkedIn, the top mistake and doing the right thing? And then we'll move on to activity. Let's say I really don't have enough time for it. Like I'm going to ask you, let's start with that question. Like I don't have a lot of time and I'm trying to give the most bang for my buck in terms of where I spend that time. How am I engaging on LinkedIn in order to get my dream job? So profile first, and I'm going to give you the give you the steering wheel for most of it. But number one thing, okay, it, has to, first. it has to be aligned to the professional brand that you want to get next. So a lot of times people will live in the past instead of live in the future. And so I'd say that alignment is critical for everything from your header image to your headline, to your featured section, to your bullet points and your job titles, your organization. So now turning it over to you for the technical pieces. Oh man, I'm not just going to tell people to go to an episode because they're here in the present moment listening to this one. But oh, plus, just for the record, I do have episode. other episodes yeah. where I go into full detail. Check it out. Career Warrior Podcast. Big one. I want people to look at that people are still getting wrong after all these years are we'll start with the photo and I'll couple that with the headline because they go hand in hand. It's like they're next to each other. You don't even have to look at your profile, like open up your profile to see those two things. So and they're not long. It's not like you have to write this long biography or just philosophy, things like that you'd find in the summary or your bio. But the headline, which is that short line of text next to your photo is super duper important along with getting a better picture, getting more professional. And what does a good professional photo look like, Dr. Ben Ritter? What do you recommend for your clients? Well, not one of those AI avatars, well, maybe depending <laughs> on what, what industry you're in, honestly. But if you're designing avatars for a living, yes, but otherwise, don't do not do that. And so you want to be looking at the camera, and you want to be smiling, and you want it to be very clear. And it's as simple as it needs to be. It's just like. people have these like social photos that come across as like Facebook photos. Like you can tell the difference. It's like I've taken good LinkedIn photos, admittedly, with like an iPhone, like a newer like version of the, the iPhone, and it's turned out well because there was good lighting. But like the quality, I think, has to be clear in order to come across as like this is a professional I want to engage with. But listen to one of our podcast episodes, how to take a LinkedIn with an iPhone, because we did that one a while ago. But that's actually how I built one of my friend's profiles he was letting us stay over in california and i was felt really like really grateful for that and we were just all hanging out having a good time and he was looking for a new job and i was like well what's your linkedin like and he's like well i don't have one i went what (laughs) (laughs) i was like we're building you a linkedin profile right now and so i cool you just got the first mistake you were like just go right now put him against the wall and did I took one of the a photo with he didn't have like a, the right colors on and stuff and the colors weren't that great, but I used one of the iPhone settings which does the really cool like black and white like kind of like shading and so mm. it looked really professional and really yeah. clean and it made him stand out from the wall really well and it looked super professional and it's still his photo today. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so it's an iPhone. Took it with an iPhone. I love that you just did that right then in the moment. We weren't like, oh, I want to get the perfect setting. Let's schedule a time. You're just like, nope, we're doing this now because it's now or never kind of thing. Okay. And I want to move on to activity because I think that's one that gets people tripped up. But should I just copy and paste my resume on over to my LinkedIn profile? Should there be similarities? What's your stance on this one? There are different different stances on this one. But 
we can argue about this, but I am one to actually copy paste with bullet points. You can actually copy image bullets and you can use them with okay. the bullets from your resume. I say that one because it leads to a lot of keywords on your profile that assist with search engine optimization, but I've seen a lot of different strategies here. I just, in my experience, that's worked best. I like that because it gets people to like get a fuller profile. My question back to you, I guess, to clarify is like, what if I'm applying to two different types of jobs and I'm trying to have like resumes cater towards those jobs? And I get this from job seekers, but like, what does my LinkedIn profile look like then if I'm trying to get targeted and I can only have one LinkedIn profile? Very good question. I'd say, well, I hope your job titles can include both of the titles that you're trying to apply for. So you can actually do some kind of consolidation. And in the bulleted section, then you'd have to, I'd say, merge both. If someone isn't going to be using your LinkedIn profile like they're reviewing your resume, they're going to be glancing at your LinkedIn profile like it's a billboard. True. So if you can consolidate as much as possible, kind of merge both of them and make sure that it is a little bit, it's still focused, but it gives you a little leeway, which with your resume, people are going to be kind of going line by line and looking at it pretty specifically. Yeah, that's what I would say for me. And thank you for that. That's really good advice. It's a good segue into how to actually use LinkedIn. So like, I don't want to give people the impression. It's like, oh, I have this really solid LinkedIn profile. Like, I think that's a way of ignoring LinkedIn is if like you see us for our resume or LinkedIn service and we rewrite your LinkedIn or you rewrite it yourself and you just let that sit. Like, how can people actually engage with the platform in a way that's going to move results? Does your LinkedIn profile exist if no one can find it? And if no one Mm. comes across it? It's like the tree philosophy there. I like that. I use it all the time. So we want to do everything that LinkedIn likes. So have a full profile, have it be complete, have it be consistent in terms of keywords and such so that people, when they're searching, potentially can find you. And LinkedIn's going to like you more when you use your profile. And people are going to wonder, who's this person when you use your profile? And they're more likely to come across. Also, if you, as you connect with more people, as you engage with more people, your companies you follow, the broader your reaches and network is as well. So ultimately, what we're saying is we want to get more eyes on your profile. Totally second that. But how much time should I be spending on the platform? If you posted... Once a month, you would be in the upper echelon of individuals using it. <laughs> That's so true. Like uh, all these, yeah. I mean, we cited some crazy figures out here and it, it's true. It's like there are millions and millions of members, but like you will land up on the top percentile to like get some sort of activity. But yeah, keep going. So not just liking something in your feed, reshare something, article that you're interested in, comment on something, comment on someone else's comment. Learn something, like actually try yeah. to learn something. And if I'd say... Because people get a little overwhelmed once a week. Do each different activity once a week. So that means comment, like, share. Posting is including sharing. Comment on someone else's comment. Just do that once a week. The number of eyes on your profile is going to skyrocket. I love it. So, and boy, this is a long episode. We got really into this. So thank you for those listening to this. I hope, gosh, this is a lot. This is awesome. Covered three things, three of the top mistakes that we've considered that we know are being made, waiting for the right time, 
becoming discouraged and ignoring LinkedIn. So we know that anything else you would add, I guess, to well, we didn't even any- We didn't even talk about the fact that most jobs are posted on LinkedIn nowadays. That the number one place that most jobs where executives, I'd say the most certain level of professional positions <clears> tend <throat> at least also to be cross-posted to LinkedIn. That to ignore LinkedIn as a recruiter or as an organization today is signing your death wish for recruiting. We didn't even talk about the fact that you use it to apply to jobs. We didn't even talk about the fact that you use it to network and build relationships. We just kind of talked about engagement. Yeah. Right? So we just, it was a pin drop in the ocean of what LinkedIn is capable of. So that would kind of my go home speech on LinkedIn. Good. If I could add just one more thing, just uh, this is more of like an advanced, I guess, level thing since we're kind of geeking out here, but I, the skills are becoming more and more important in, especially in the world of LinkedIn. LinkedIn, listen, they posted articles about this, how they're trying to favor skills over even other things like those certificates and experience that we talked about that may be stopping you from applying for a job. So pay attention to that skills section. Go out, acquire those skills in whatever way you possibly can. And LinkedIn's algorithm, I believe, I mean, I don't want to work for LinkedIn, but it's a really strong case to make for their paying extra attention to your skills section. Yeah, don't waste the 50 that you got and attach them to each individual job. Love it. All right, so let's round out this episode Dr. Benjamin Ritter, thank you so much for coming on this show today. And let's give a high five right now because people need to hear that we're doing this in person. We haven't done this in a while. An actual high five, not clapping. I, I your... clapped my hand. Does that count? Yeah. <laughs> let's go. Right. right in front of the mic. You heard it. I had so much fun doing this episode. And I hope for all of you listeners, there was something that you really want to take away. And like I said, connect with us on LinkedIn. We accept all personalized request in which we know that you listen to this episode let us know what was a really big key takeaway from this episode and trust me just by typing it out on your computer you're going to remember it more and you're going to be able to take it home with you just to drive it home so thank you so much for tuning in ben how can people get in touch with you i know i would after listening to this episode besides linkedin we just said that best way to get in touch with me is to sign up for a program at let's eat grandma (laughs) <laughs> and uh, connect with Chris on LinkedIn. Thank you no. for that. You know, we're, we are, we are partners. We should tell people that it's like, we did partner as a career coach slash resume package like a while ago. Right. But yeah. Tell people like about your coaching business, how to get in touch. Go to liveforyourselfconsulting.com. You'll find everything from my podcast to my masterclass course to media that I've been on, such as this episode, and a little bit more about me. And then LinkedIn, honestly, I'm there all the time. So if you send me a message there, you'll hear from me. And I'd say if you really want like the best content, because people sometimes follow on LinkedIn and they go, I'm just here for your content. You can see it. You can hit follow and then you can click on my notification that comes up and go into my content that way. But the best way to get a summary of my content is sign up for my newsletter. So when you're at my website, a little pop-up will come up. You get a free guide to creating a career that you love. And you also get some regular emails from me. I love it. And of course, listeners will make sure to link that within the description. So whenever you're not doing your activity, whatever you're doing, you can take a pause and check that out within the description of this episode here. Ben, thanks so much for joining me today here in Austin, Texas. I had a lot of fun today. I'm very happy to have flown in for this lovely (laughs) in-person episode from the far reaches of East Austin on my bicycle. (laughs) I love it. Listeners, this wraps up episode 284 of the Queer Warrior Podcast. Had so much fun doing this one. Remember the top three mistakes that job seekers are making today, waiting for the right time, becoming discouraged and ignoring LinkedIn if 
these resonated with any of you, you are not alone. There's, there's actually four. Okay, Ben, we're trying to end the episode here, man. Know, What's the fourth one? Let's hear four. it. Not listening to the Career Warrior podcast. Oh, all right. Actually, yeah, let's AJ, leave that one in there. That's a, that's a good one. Audio editor, AJ, thank you so much. We have lots of good content coming up for you listeners. And I release these every other week. And we try to give out the best content to serve you. These aren't sales pitches. These are real hardcore getting down to like the best advice we can give you. So make sure to stay subscribed. And I will make sure to see you next time. Career Warrior Podcast. And before you go, remember, if you're not seeing the results you want in your job search, our highly trained team of professional resume writers here at Let's Eat Grandma can help. Head on over to letseatgrandma.com forward slash podcast to get a free resume critique and $70 off any one of our resume writing packages. We talk all the time on the show about the importance of being targeted in your job search. And with our unique writing process and focus on individual attention, you'll get a resume, cover letter, and LinkedIn profile that are highly customized and tailored to your goals to help you get hired faster. Again, head on over to letseatgrandma.com forward slash podcast. Thanks, and I'll see you next time.